0: buenos dias. Welcome to the People Power Everything podcast. I am your host, John Dallas, and I believe that there is power in the masses. The goal of this podcast is to talk about that power, how we can help it manifest itself for all of us, and some lessons I've learned along the way. Welcome to this week's episode, which is on perfectionism, being imperfect and accepting it. Kind of. Sometimes. Maybe. Every week, I sit down with a coffee and a few ideas to write something that I find interesting about myself, the world. It all has the intention of introspection, so exploring myself, but also exploring the dynamics of people. I like people power everything, and I like to figure out how they work. And overall, how we can just all be a little bit better. And I hope it can help others as well. That's one of my intentions, though. I have to say, when I started all this, it was more to help myself. And that was good. But week after week, as I put these out there, I get some really great feedback. Thank you very much for all those that have written, said hello, that uh, send me words of appreciation. You're very kind, and I really appreciate them. I tend to write fairly quickly like I tend to read fairly quickly but then I spend a fair amount of time rereading questioning rewriting re-researching not sure those are words but they're in here now and then questioning some more and at one point I have to tell myself good enough is good enough dude move on but I sometimes find that difficult I'm putting myself on the page It's me, I'm putting myself out there, I'm being vulnerable, and I'm okay with that. But, like everybody, I want to put my best foot forward, and sometimes that's possible, sometimes it's not. This is me, and sometimes the pressure I put on myself is high. When I finally press save or send or post on each article, I hope that I caught all the typos and inconsistencies, which... Doing this verbally makes it easier because you don't know if I can spell inconsistencies or not, I can say it. And through all that, I know it'll never be perfect, no matter how hard I try. But that doesn't stop me from seeing the mistakes later, (laughs) ruminating on how it could have been better and tempting me to go on a cycle of endless editing. Luckily for me, I've learned how to not lot that ah, see, not perfect. I'm just gonna leave that in there. So luckily for me, I've learned how to let go and be okay with what I've put out into the world. I've learned to tame the perfectionist in me. Are you a perfectionist? Well, I don't see myself as a strict perfectionist by any means, and I think people who know me would probably say the same thing. I have a a high standard I want to meet, but by no means am I paralyzed by perfectionism. I don't think so anyway. I'm also not the most empathetic person in the world. So it really helps me to learn about what certain feelings might be about. So while I'm not a perfectionist, I would like to know the people that are, how they feel, so I can react to that and help them out, support them, not make their lives worse. These are all things that I'd like to do. And I want to know, especially this week anyway, how others who are perfectionists feel about certain situations. In my quest, and it is a quest, believe me, I'm trying really hard (laughs) to practice empathy. I find it illuminating to better understand behaviors I have around me. And not just mine. And for those who say, I sound like a robot when I practice, I'm happy you noticed I'm trying. We can spend another day chatting about my internal dialogue some other time. In a podcast I was listening to called, Is Perfectionism Ruining Your Life? Very ominous as a title. They come out with three different kinds. And I wanted to learn about and share it here. So the first one is called self-oriented, and then there's going to be socially prescribed and other-oriented. And I'll explain a little bit about what those are. So it's all about the pressure we put upon ourselves, the pressure we feel from others, and the pressure we put on others. So the first, which is called self-oriented, which simply means we're hard on ourselves. This can actually be a good thing putting pressure to improve our performance, and fostering a strong work ethic to achieve our goals. But it has downsides. And I quote from the podcast, it does contain a lot of what we might ostensibly consider to be really adaptive properties, high drive, an internal desire to be perfect, and shoot for really high standards. But the real issue is that there's an inability within self-oriented perfectionism to derive any lasting satisfaction from any accomplishment. Because essentially, what self oriented perfectionism keeps us doing is looking in a forward direction and never allows us to savor, never allows us to acknowledge and appreciate what we have achieved. End quote. That was a bit long. Um, going through that, things I would put, pull out of that is the real issue here is that even when we do succeed, that somebody who, who's really struck by this self-oriented, the pressure they put on themselves to be perfect is when they do achieve something, they don't get any satisfaction from it. They keep looking ahead and say, here's things I could do better. Okay, but you know, realize everything you've done. So finding that balance in pushing ourselves to be better and knowing that we are enough if you listened to me last year, last, last year um, no, it would have been this year, uh, but last week, you are enough. I am enough. But knowing that, especially if you're a perfectionist, is really, really hard. And if you know where you can find that assurance, let me know. Send me send me a little note, john at peoplepowereverything.com. I'd love to hear from you. There's a lot of self-talk happening. One of the things we try to do is uh, self-talk. It's one of the things I try to do anyways. In saying, you're enough, John. It's okay, John. You don't have to be perfect here. You're going to put something out into the world that people appreciate. And what's the worst case scenario? They don't listen to it. Who cares? I, I derive pleasure from doing it. So I, at one point, If somebody doesn't listen to it, I'm not going to go to my mailing list and ask if you've listened to my podcast, nor am I going to poll my friends to say, have you listened to my podcast? I'll put it out there. Hey, I've got a podcast. If you're interested, go check it out. I think it's good. I think it could help. I'd love to get your feedback, that kind of stuff, but I'm not going to bug people about it. So that's the kind of thing maybe a perfectionist would do. And if I'm not doing that, then that's okay. Second, there's something called socially prescribed perfectionism. So it comes from outside ourselves. This is the pressure we feel from others. It's the idea that people expect us to be perfect. And I quote, so not only do I expect myself to be perfect, but when I look out into the world, I see people watching, judging, Waiting to pounce. If I've shown a shortcoming, a flaw, or if I failed, I'm waiting for them to hit me. And so, socially prescribed perfectionists are very hypersensitive to what other people's validation and approval bring to them. They're very keen to conceal and disguise their shortcomings because if they're not perfect, if they reveal any weakness, they feel like they're being judged. So socially prescribed perfectionism is very much rooted in perfectionism coming from the outside. Again, I, I would encourage you to go listen to this podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but a specific statement to help identify this is everyone else is perfect and they're judging me if I'm not perfect too. And this is something our sanitized view in social media can amplify people don't generally post a balanced view of their lives. There's jokes between what people put on Facebook. Hey, I had an awesome vacation and what they put on LinkedIn. Oh, I had the great honor of being accepted into the realm of Mexico where I was served by his high Lord Juan. Anyways, I could go on about that. I find it hilarious what people put on, on LinkedIn um, versus Facebook and I can honestly say neither of them is a true picture. And if you think it is, um, let's talk. Let's talk. There is no judgment. Uh, but at the same time, when you look at Facebook or you looked at LinkedIn or you look at Instagram or you look at, I don't know, uh, Snap's not as bad. Um, but some of these are just crap. They're, they're bullshit. They're sanitized view of the world everybody's got ups and downs everybody's got their insecurities and if you're somebody who's a perfectionist and you think other people are going to judge you you're going to buy into that pretty quickly and say this is the only thing i can post on facebook to share with my friends because it makes me look good and that's sorry that's not friendship um that's just trying to look good and you'd be much better off if you just show a little vulnerability um I don't want to prescribe that to anybody, but if you can, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We we get highlights and lowlights in our lives, um, and some people put some pretty, I'll say, uh, negative or, or um, times are hurting, hurting out there. But we again, we don't get a balanced view. The the most of our time is boring, uh, honestly. It, you know oh i had breakfast and i went to the gym and i took a walk and i watched some tv was, oh my god if if my podcast was that i uh, for the few people i do have listening they would leave i know that anyways but the boring parts are where the journey's happening it's where life is i didn't you know, post a dozen times about letting people know what I've been reading, writing, rereading, rewriting, moving things around my whole process to bring these things together and then record this podcast based on an article, but with extra comments and where all those come from. I mean, if you'd like to know, send me a quick email. We'll have a chat. I'd love to let you know my I'll call it my process. Gosh, I don't like that word. I feel like I'm I'm I've got like imposter syndrome. I have my process. But it is, it is a process. It is a way of doing things. It's all that is. Um, so it's it's easy and all that to hit a very perfectionist nerve if you've if you've got that um, I'll say affliction. And I've dealt with this before, um, and it can be debilitating sometimes. Honestly, without any judgment, it's not something that I've shown publicly. But I've worked hard to change my perspective to not care about what other people think. And it's something that I told my daughter growing up, don't care about what other people think. It's easy to say, harder to do. Um, and then I just need to say it out loud to myself. Again, self-talk. If you haven't done this before, do it. It works. Talk to yourself like a friend would talk to you. You know, say, this person doesn't think I'm good enough. Who cares? Who cares, John? That person doesn't think you're good enough. Is that going to stop you from trying? No. So just do your best and it doesn't matter what the world thinks. And again, easy to say, harder to do and believe all the time. I still have work to do, but I've come a long way and I've built self-confidence on many fronts. I use honesty and vulnerability as my support system. I put things out there and it resonates with people and they come back and tell me, hey, I've been living through something similar and it lets me know I'm not alone and When I tell them what I think about their situation, I'm really kind about it, of course. And I try to be supportive and empathetic, even if I sound like a robot. One thing I am known for, I think, is being calm and collected. I think I rightly deserve this reputation, but it doesn't mean I don't feel anxiety or I don't feel nervous or that sometimes the hamster doesn't run freestyle through my brain I'm lucky I don't have to deal with this on any kind of consistent basis I can zone out I can calm the voices inside my head and just let go Um, over the last couple years I've learned a lot about breathing meditation talking to friends doing therapy and of course the self-talk Uh, Another way I get to this is by getting to my, what I call my fuck it moment. And which is, I just do something and I don't care about the consequences after that moment. It's basically just, you know, things build up, they build up, they build up. And how am I going to get this done? How am I going to do it? And at one point it's just, fuck it. Let's just do it. See what happens. And I think it's, um, I'm beginning to see anyways, that I think it's a special ability. I think it's my superpower. In trying something new or after frustrating circumstances. It could be either way. Just fuck it. Let's do this shit. I mean, it's super liberating. Let's just do it and see what happens and you know what's the worst that can happen. But again, people don't listen to me or they give me feedback. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Then there's the last type. The last type of perfectionism that is discussed is called other-oriented perfectionism. And it's something I think is more common. I don't have any data to back it up though. So I do think it, when you hear about it, maybe you will as well, which is the other oriented perfection is oriented towards those around you. It's the pressure we put on others to be as good as we are, or at least as good as we think we are, because there are certain biases that we think we're better than we are. I mean, there's a stat that's something like eighty percent of people think they're a better driver than average. If you know anything about the law of averages, half the people are going to be below. Um, but we think we're we're better, and it's a bias we have. It's supernatural, not supernatural as in like otherworldly, but it's very natural. Anywho, so there's a quote from the podcast I wanted to read. It's. Other-oriented perfectionism is perfectionism that's turned outwards onto other people. And the psychology here is really interesting because if you're putting yourself through the ringer, if you're expecting yourself to shoot for excessively high standards and you're highly self-critical when you haven't met those standards, well, then it's only fair that other people experience the same pressures as you do. Close quote. So those with this type of perfectionism expect others to do more than they may be ready to do. They expect the bar to be just as high. It's just like saying an entrepreneur who expects all their employees to work as hard as they do. They're not gonna, do. It's not their business. So why should we have to perform up to what others might think we should um, or things that are beyond our capabilities or even what we want? I've had colleagues in the past, way in the past, not recently, who've worked really long hours. I have some colleagues currently who've worked some really long hours. But I have some in the past where they wore their 724 work as a badge of honor, right up to the point where they had a heart attack. So I learned really quickly, I don't do that. I have a need for life-work balance or as some I, I saw call life-work alignment not to mention I have a chronic health issue that means I can't skip exercise I can't just sit at my desk for 12 hours at a stretch it doesn't work and I can't skip sleep it messes with my health very quickly so I just don't do it it doesn't work for me physically or mentally and I feel it after you know there, there's studies that show after 40 hours humans are not as productive start to make a bunch of mistakes um i feel it pretty acutely when i get to 40 hours in a week i kind of start to zone out and i've got to do work that's very specific to my state of mind and not something that is a you know super important decision maybe something a little more repetitive administrative work that i can get through without you know, thinking too deeply. Uh, that's for me. Um, but then again, why do I feel the need to justify myself? <laughs> is that my socially prescribed perfectionism haunting me? Maybe. Each one of us, me included, have the right to set our boundaries and have them respected. This is something else I've worked hard on in the past few years. Say no, which is a very, very liberating word. I've actually coached my people to say to say. I am not available when they're asked to do something they don't want to do at a time they don't want to do it. And they don't have to justify anything else. Can't say it all the time. There are times where at work we will have to, you know, I don't know, put in extra hours, but we get that time back, right? Get it back, right? There's peaks, there's valleys. If there's no valleys you're not doing it right guys that doesn't you know doesn't mean you can ask your people to work all the peaks and never give them valleys you have to give them those valleys and meaning that time off so and after all when i say no so when i'm putting up a boundary it's for me it's not against the other person it's for me there's no judgment just some good old self-preservation and boundaries Here's what I'm willing to do, here's where I'm willing to go, but beyond that, I won't be there. This is something to think about when we wind up judging others for not doing what we think is enough. When we say, I am enough, you are enough. We need to ask ourselves if our expectations are clear, number one. Do they really know we expect that, or do they have a completely different idea? And that our expectations are acceptable to the other person. And that doesn't mean you give you know, a pass for somebody who doesn't want to work their standard work day or, um, or pull their weight within whatever they're doing. But you do need to make the, the expectations clear and acceptable. And maybe you'll find that for some people it's not acceptable. And maybe they'd be better off somewhere else. And that's okay. And this all can be a challenge at home and at work. It can lead to really challenging discussions. But they're hard conversations that need to happen. Often, a candid chat, it can clear up misunderstandings, misalignment. It can lead to clear expectations and better outcomes. Oh my God, imagine that. If you're looking for a guide to help, I'd recommend a book called Difficult Conversations. I'll put it in the the show notes, but it's, it's a really good book that gives you some perspective and just how to ask about things. It's a little dated, so I'd be careful on just some of the perceptions, like um, there's a lot of perceptions in the book about how employers have a lot of power over getting people to do things, and the choices are basically, you know, you could choose to do the work this weekend, or you could choose to leave your job. I mean, that's not where we are today, so just be careful with some of the interpretations. The um, I would say people have a lot more power and leverage in where they are, there still is a, uh, uh, a lot of jobs going unfilled out there. So there's opportunities for a lot of people, especially the good people. So just think about that for a little bit um, when you're reading Difficult Conversations, if you do. As I send each of these little articles and podcasts out into the world, I see a snapshot of my inner dialogue. Part of this is me. It's a reflection of my whole journey. i got to find another word for that, but it is what it is. It's a journey towards accepting myself amid that pressure to be perfect. You might see it, but you might not see it. See? A little bit more (laughs) of imperfection. And I'm not going to stop this recording and go back and re-record that. I have for a couple of little bits where I really (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) But all in all, I'll leave the little mistakes in here. Um, so you might not see my own self-acceptance or my own anxiety, um, but that's how it feels. At least for a little while. Anyways, for me, what about you? Are you a perfectionist? I hope maybe this helps you figure out what type and maybe figure out what you can do about it to not feel as bad about it. Um, And I hope it maybe helped reveal some of our self-imposed standards, you know, external expectations that aren't necessarily realistic and the pressures that we project onto others without them even knowing sometimes. And my hope here is to help us, me included in that, to reflect on our expectations and judgment. Think about it consciously. and whenever we start a new practice, we have to think about it consciously and really try um, try to do things and make it a habit. So for me, trying to be more uh, empathetic towards people, I've started asking, for example, may I give you some advice instead of just telling people a solution? Uh, listen to their their issues and listen with the goal to understand and not to respond that's a big one I like and then can I offer you some advice and maybe they'll say no and I have to be okay with that and you or me as well if somebody offers me advice I can say no no I'm not in headspace right now to take it I would love to hear your feedback but not right now and that's okay and then when we're ready to hear it we can say okay I'm you know I've calmed down done my breathing self-talk I'm good you know how can I be better what can you offer and we should also embrace the imperfection not only within ourselves but in those around us let's embark on a a trip uh, of growth empathy acceptance celebrating the unique paths each of us treads here's to the liberating power of saying fuck it stepping boldly into authenticity and vulnerability and embracing the beauty found in the imperfect dance of life. And remember, we're humans, we're people and people power everything. I hope you enjoyed this episode a little longer. Um, if you'd like the format, If you didn't like the format, let me know. Send me an email, john at com. I'd love to hear from you. But otherwise, have a great day and week ahead. You are enough. I am enough. Even if our insides are saying we need to be perfect, we don't. It's not going to happen. So working on how we can accept that. I hope it's something that you can do. And I hope you don't uh, push it onto others to be perfect because they're not going to be. And we need to accept that. Have a great day and week ahead. Talk to you soon.